0: Welcome to Kingdom Leadership. In Matthew 20 and 25, Jesus called his disciples together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentile lord over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not that way among you, but whosoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. God has called us to lead in a way that serves others and advances the kingdom of God. Please join our hosts as they discuss scriptures, principles, and strategies for leading in a way that brings glory to God and blesses you and those you serve. You may also visit us online at Iamakingdomleader.com to submit your questions or access past episodes. Let's go.
1: Hello, Kingdom Leaders. This is Arlene Green. I'm so glad you've joined us for another episode of Kingdom Leadership, For our mission, our goal, is to disciple, meaning train, equip, encourage, prepare you so that you can accomplish all that God's called you to do and that you're able to do it in a way that brings Him glory and draws other people to Him. And so I am so glad you've joined today. We have a very special episode. We have all of our hosts today. So myself, Karen Abram, Charles Brazil, we're all here today to talk about a topic that I'm sure has impacted most, if not all of us, as we've already been talking, it definitely has impacted all of us, which is overcoming procrastination. Uh, So that's our topic for today. So I'm glad you joined. And we're going to jump in and just, you know, Karen, Charles, what are some of your opening thoughts on this topic of procrastination? What's, What's top of mind for you all?
2: Well, Arlene, for me, I think, you know, procrastination is all about avoiding responsibilities or something that you're supposed to do that ultimately could have a consequence to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and those consequences could basically be feeling stressed out about it after the fact because Mm -hmm. you didn't do it or feeling guilty that you didn't do it. Um, or even losing sleep over it, yeah. because now you're carrying it along with you to the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Word of God always encourages us to labor honestly and diligently for the benefit of others and ourselves. Um, for example, in Hebrews twelve eleven, it says, "No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful, mm-hmm. and that's so true. You know, yeah. we think about things that maybe we don't want to do because we feel it's painful." But it also goes on to say later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness hmm. and peace for those who have been trained by it. And when you think about actually accomplishing something or you know, checking that box that you've completed something, you feel good about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you feel you know satisfied that you actually accomplished something that you previously would have procrastinated over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Charles, what do you think?
3: You know, one, this is definitely a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. But as I was thinking about this whole issue of procrastination, The song Tomorrow by the Winans came to mind as an illustration of the most important and damaging aspect of procrastination, procrastinating salvation. You know, it made me think about the lyrics of the song that says, Jesus said, here I am. Won't you please let me in? And you said, I will tomorrow. Jesus said, I am he who supplies all your needs. And you said, I know, but tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'll give my life tomorrow. Tomorrow, I thought about today, but it's so much easier to say tomorrow. Who promised you tomorrow? Better choose the Lord today, for tomorrow very well might be too late. That about salvation and procrastinating, that's something that impacts, I believe, all areas of of life, and not just with salvation, but so much other so so many other aspects of life.
1: Yeah. Spiritual, physical. Mm-hmm. Work, emotional. <laughs> emotional. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it can have a lot of impacts as we put off things that we know we should be doing. Um and I was looking at some definitions of procrastination, so I'm gonna share these with you all, let me know what you think. So I, I had a couple. One was putting off or doing things later that should be done now. Mm-hmm. I think that's common, putting mm-hmm. it off. Um Another one, this is in a, psych, a kind of a psychology book, it was saying that procrastination is a complicated failure of self-regulation. Meaning, it's a voluntary delay of some important task that we intend to do, even though we know we will suffer as a result. <laughs> right. So, when we're procrastinating, mm-hmm. we know,
0: Already. like you're to your
1: point here around <laughs> consequences, we know there are probably going to be negative consequences, mm-hmm. but yet we're still choosing at that moment, not to do it. Not to do it. Um, and then the last one was you know what you ought to do, and you're just not able to bring yourself to do it. It's a gap between intention and action. Mm-hmm.
2: Meaning, the mind and the behavior. <laughs> exactly. The
1: mind and the behavior. I want to wash those dishes. Right. <laughs> but am I actually getting up to wash the dishes? Right. It's like that gap between yeah. what we intend to do and even what we know we should be doing. And what we are actually doing, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, I think it's something, to your point, Charles, we all struggle with Every at different day. times. Um, sometimes more so than others. And sometimes, you know, if you allow it, it can become a real inhibitor to progress huge aspects of your life. Yeah, yes. progress and success in many aspects sure. of your life. So let's start with what do we think, you know, what does God say about Let's start with the word in terms of what can we learn from the Bible around what does God say about procrastination? And so... We all each did our own individual Bible studies, and so we're kind of sharing with each other as well with you around what are things we've found in the Bible that talk about procrastination and what God's telling us. So um, who wants to start? I have a few people. Who wants to start with kind of... Charles, you want to start uh, with I'll, something I'll start. you
3: found? Yeah, uh, looking at Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, where it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of time, because these days are evil. Mm -hmm. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So we think about that from the perspective of God gives us a plan, gives us a mission, and we procrastinate to Mm -hmm. do it. We keep looking for reasons not to do it. Mm -hmm. So we're being unwise.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says... The man is foolish. A foolish man is wise in their own eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning that we will, you know, really avoid the wisdom that we know of what we should be doing um, and kind of tell ourselves, give ourselves reasons why we, basically, excuses for why right. we're not doing what God has called us to
0: do. Yeah.
3: And then there's one other one Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, mm-hmm. while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Wow. Hmm is richly supplied yeah. and and as an entrepreneur if you don't go out and lead generate or sow seed there's no harvest
1: <laughs> right <laughs> there's no right. harvest mm-hmm. yeah there was one there's, there's yeah
2: there's several scriptures that talk about you know being lazy and you know doesn't lead to the wealth that you deserve i think you yeah. know the one, there was one proverbs ten four mm-hmm. that says lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you know? mm-hmm.
2: so that in itself but I had another one to share around uh Romans 7 20, that says now if I do what I do not want to do it is no longer I who do it but it is sin living in me that does it so I find this law at work although I want to do good evil is right there with me mm-hmm. you know and you think about you know if living a a Christian life and and being Christ-like um we all know what we should be doing in terms of uh, being good or doing good. Um, but it's interesting how this scripture points out that it's sin living in me. And it's evil that intervenes in my thoughts of wanting to do good. Or even sometimes my behavior. Because what do they say? Those thoughts turn into actions many right. times. Right. Um,
1: so, I mean, that brings up a good point. Is procrastinating sin? Is I mean, is if you're procrastinating, would you... Would you consider that sin? Is it, you know, some people think of it as a bad habit. Yeah. Some people even say that's kind of who they are. You know, I've heard people say, I work better under pressure. Um, so some people even talk about it as though it's almost a personality trait a little bit. We kind of give ourselves that reason as well. But when you think about that scripture, and I mean, would you say, is procrastinating sin? Or? Well, it
2: almost goes back to your comment about the intention and action.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
2: The intention starts in the mind, and in my opinion, I don't believe that it's sin at that point. Mm-hmm. But once you act on it, mm-hmm. you know, and procrastinate from doing what you intended to do, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, then it, then it is sin. Mm-hmm.
3: And, on. you know, looking at, at James 4, chapter, uh, verse 17, it tells us, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So if we look at the cause of procrastination, <coughs> there, well, the- there, right, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I mean, if, well, if we if we look at the cause Nose of procrastination, thing, yeah, yeah. thinking that it's fear, it's doubt, it's feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. these are not feelings that God has given us. God did mm-hmm. not give us fear, worry, and doubt. Mm-hmm. God gives us love, power, and a sound mind. Right. So that is that struggle that's, that's right. within us. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you read that again, Charles? Read James four seventeen. Seventeen. Okay.
3: So whoever knows the right thing to do, and fails to do it, for him, it is sin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I think you know, if I'm if I'm procrastinating on something that God has told me to do, mm-hmm. that I know is right and good, and He has told me to do then that is yeah. sin. I mean You're not you know, following his word. I'm not not, following it's his word. disobedience. Yes, it, it can that's be rebellion, right. it can be disobedient to everyone, but it is sin. And because we can sin by doing wrong, but this is also saying we can sin by not doing mm-hmm. what we know is right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so maybe he's asked us to forgive someone or to check on someone or to be kind to someone or any number of things that he may ask us to do. And so avoiding those to things do. Is sin. sin. I mean, right. thankfully God forgives us of mm-hmm. our sins. You know, we can ask him for forgiveness, and as we forgive others, he forgives us. But I think that's an excuse sometimes we make is we don't see it as sin, and instead we we say, oh, it's just a bad habit, or, oh, um, you know, it's just the way I am, mm-hmm. etc. And so we give ourselves excuses for really not doing what he's essentially called us to do. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. you know, we need to stop at least... Always need to agree that we're not going to call our procrastination just a bad habit or who I am anymore.
2: <laughs> just call it what it is. <laughs> call it
1: what it is, and then start trying to do something about right. it. Right. But
2: even so, I mean, if that is who you are, you can change. Right. Right. There you go. So, Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. The right? right. So yes, that's, right.
1: that's a very good point. Even if it is. Yeah, don't make that your excuse. Change it. Right, right. We do not have to
3: it. stay in that place. That's yes,
1: right. I agree. I agree. I was um. I was reading another scripture that was, it's in Ecclesiastes 11 and 4. And it said, I love this one. It says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. <laughs> whoever <laughs> looks at the clouds will not reap. And I was reading um, the Life Application Study Bible. And it said, waiting for perfect conditions mm-hmm. will mean inactivity. Mm-hmm. If we wait until the perfect time to read the Bible, we'll never begin. Right. If we wait for the perfect church, we We will never join. (laughs) I mean, if we wait for the perfect ministry, we will never serve. Take steps now to grow spiritually. Basically, don't wait for conditions that may never exist. And I think that's so true. Sometimes we're waiting for the right time. Mm -hmm. It's not my time. Mm -hmm. Even though we know God has called us to do it, and a lot of times we know he's called us to do it now, uh, but we create this kind of, desire for perfection that actually never actually appears and that's i mean i hear that a lot for people on why they're not a part of a church right now or haven't joined a church or aren't a member is that oh you know church people or this or that it's like well there no there is no perfect church Church, we're all growing we're all learning but i do think sometimes we use that as an excuse not to do you know the things that god has called us to do so
3: absolutely and being perfect is, is one of those things that, in my opinion, creates procrastination. Hmm. My mm-hmm. fear of failure mm-hmm. causes me not to act. Mm-hmm. My, my, my self-doubt that I don't know everything, I don't have all of the knowledge or the ability, mm-hmm. causes me not to, to act. Or feeling overwhelmed, where do I start? Mm-hmm. How do I eat this elephant? What right. do I do? Well, I'll just put it off. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll just mm-hmm. do it later. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll think about it. Mm -hmm. And I never get to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think are some of the others? So those are some of the causes of why we procrastinate. Fear, um, you know, feeling overwhelmed. Like, what are some of the other things that you think drive our procrastination? What are some of the things that cause us to put off what we know we're supposed to be doing?
2: Well, I think just um, even from just feeling negative about certain things that you have to do. You'd rather Mm -hmm. be doing more fun things than (laughs) doing some of the things that may be not as pleasant. So (laughs) you consider it a boring task, so you don't want to do it, or you Mm -hmm. consider it being a difficult task. You kind of talked about that a little bit. Or just unpleasant. I -hmm. just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, there's ways to to overcome that. I said I wasn't going to share this story with y'all, but there's also, you know, <laughs> All right, the, whole there, resentment, <laughs> the whole resentment piece can come into play as well. Yeah, um, You procrastinate because you're resenting doing it because somebody else wants you to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be as simple as, um, you know, maybe you and your spouse or whatever. Are on different pages in terms of working out, you know, one likes mm-hmm. to work out five days a week, <laughs> right? You know, and you're like, Oh, I'll put in a half an hour, maybe three days a week, right. you know. But they're trying to push you more, and when they start pushing you more, you're like,
1: Well, forget it, I'm not even going to do it at <laughs> <now."> all. <laughs> you know? right. you <laughs> just appreciate the hard I'm doing, that is true with, with spouses, it's true at work. I remember, especially when I was younger and just more immature at work. I just valued my independence so much that it's almost, if someone told you to do it, yeah. it felt like, oh, like I could right. figure out my own work. You know, mm-hmm. so you can get into this kind of resentfulness, even rebellion against, um, if someone else said it, yes. then you feeling like, you know what? No, I'm not going <laughs> <gonna> to do that. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I can definitely relate to that.
3: You know, there, there's another way of looking at it. When we think about from a spiritual view around procrastination, is that a lack of faith in God mm. and belief in His Word? Is that another reason that we mm. procrastinate with things? And then just kind of going back to that, that worldly view, comparing my lack of faith, my lack of belief in God's Word, is do I fear that I'm going to fail if I mm. attempt to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I doubt that I can do it, and where do I start?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I hear that a lot with even giving. You know, because I remember telling someone, God's not going to put you to shame. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to allow you to give, you know, of your time, of your money, etc., and then not give you what you need to do what he's called you to do. But I hear that a lot with giving, and I think a lot of it is that kind of just, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, right. if I do this, right. then what? Like, what are the consequences of it? And not, it's kind of the... To your point, do I have the faith and belief and best, that yeah. yes, I'm going to do this, and God's going to take care of the rest? I mean that I think that's a, I think that comes in a lot, a lot of mm-hmm. things that we need to do. Um, one that I wrote down too is I, I like to call it one reason that sometimes I'm not doing things is because of what I call procrastinating, <laughs> which means that you know planning for something can be so much more fun than doing something. Like I say, I am the best diet planner there is. It's like, you know what? I need to lose weight. All right, Arlene, let's get your list of what you need to do. You need to go shopping. You need to find a good workout. Let's look at your schedule. I mean, all the planning can be so fun. I've heard a speaker say that all of us are great at health planning, mm-hmm. we're just then, not actually good at health <laughs> doing and implementing those plans. Then, but we love planning, and I think the reason it can be so tricky is that it feels like you're doing something. Like when you're planning, mm-hmm. you kind of trick yourself into thinking I'm, you're doing. I'm it. being diligent. Mm-hmm. I'm being, you know, I'm preparing. And sometimes you are. I mean, sometimes you're actually planning for what you need to do. But other times, you're just delaying the actual action that God is asking you to take. By over planning, mm-hmm. over thinking, over researching, over all these kind of things that make you feel like you're taking action, but two weeks later, a month later, have you actually done anything in relation to what he said in the first place? Right. No. <laughs> so that's one thing that I've noticed that I will do, and I'm trying to not allow myself not not allow myself to get tricked into thinking that's actual doing. No, it's not doing. It's planning, which is not bad. But don't trick yourself into thinking planning is the same as doing and getting stuff done.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, You know, in our market center, when we're coaching agents, we call that getting ready to get ready. And we get (laughs) in that perpetual cycle of getting ready. Well, I'm getting getting my stuff together. I'm getting ready. I'm I'm getting ready to do my calls. I'm getting ready to lead you in. Uh Uh-huh. But you never actually pull a trigger. <laughs> right. Never do You never anything. actually
1: pick up the phone and make <laughs> and, a call. And your
3: three Love hour window is done.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you ready. Right. <laughs> but I'm ready. That is so easy to do. Yes. That is like and you can actually feel you can trick yourself into thinking you were productive.
3: I've done something. <laughs> I walked out of the yes. office. Huh, I was busy. I was busy. I
1: was very busy. Exactly. I was That's busy. exactly how it can feel. So so let's talk about strategies to overcome it. Because let's say we talked a little bit. We know that it's sin, right? Mm-hmm. If God has told us to do it specifically, not if someone else has, but if God's told us to do it and we're not doing it, then that's sin because we're not doing the right and good things he's told us to do, right? The Word said he prepared good works before before us for us to do. Um, and we've talked about some of the reasons why we don't, whether it's fear or feeling overwhelmed, um, it being non-pleasant tasks, <laughs> which are, I mean, it, there's a lot of that in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, to but do what to God's called the, you to do, there's to a lot done. of yeah. non-pleasant right. things. Right. I, I say dishes all the time. But they, <laughs> cooking and dishes are at the bottom of my list, but they're required. Um, at least, you know, well, I have a child. Want, to keep eating. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're required at some that, level. That
3: child labor law you to stop. <laughs>
1: exactly. They're required at some level, at least supervision. Um, So there are a lot of reasons why we don't do things. What are some of the strategies that you all have used um, to overcome this tendency toward procrastination? So what's something that, you know, people can think about as a tip or strategy to use? Well, I I
2: believe, first of all, that people need to recognize what the root cause of that procrastination is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because first you've got to understand why you don't want to do the task Mm -hmm. personally yourself. Um, before you can even tackle and and make a plan to correct it, mm-hmm. um, so digging deep into probing what your problem is in terms of why you don't want to procrastinate, um, for example, you know, you know, there you just may have a an, uh, a fear of of some kind related to the task that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, you can either. Um, Skill upgrade meaning find ways to get around it and um, enhance your um, what am I trying to say your courage yeah. in terms of approaching that particular problem. Um, you can ask for support from others yeah. in helping you to um, to make your way through it to accomplish whatever you needs whatever needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, or just self talk. You know, mm-hmm. I think for me personally, that's a lot of what I do. I may yeah. be fearful about doing certain things. Um, but I have to mentally talk to myself and encourage Mm -hmm. myself, motivate myself um, on a regular basis and understand that the end result is even better than the point that you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with, um, you know, when putting things off, as I mentioned earlier, you know there's consequences to it. I don't like to feel stressed. I don't like to feel guilty and I want to sleep at night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so in order to accomplish those three things I make sure that I can check the box on things that that need to get done
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense I use self-talk a lot too I don't know Charles, if you do as well but I use it
3: all the
2: time
1: I, I use it a lot I even um we do small groups at at our church as well all of us are in a small group and um, the last one that we had, we talked about mantras and just having things that you're reminding yourself of in the morning. So I wrote down mine, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in yeah. it. Um, and one I use all the time, especially if I'm doing something from a work perspective that's more challenging and I feel nervous his strength is made perfect in my weakness. I say mm-hmm. that to myself so much, especially when I'm doing things, to your point, that are new. Mm-hmm. That's when fear really can creep in is when you need to do something that mm-hmm. you've not done before. Yeah. You're with a group you've not been with before. I do a lot of training, and so just those fear can creep in. So I do a lot of self-talk as well, just... Um, kind of the idea that I'm going to do it anyway, but what can I, what can I tell myself yeah. so that I don't avoid it um, and don't let the emotions get, too, get the best of me. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: we need to do more self-talk, and at our office we do a lot of affirmations, and we have a lot of agents, a lot of people that say, nope, I don't want to do scripts, I don't want to do affirmations, mm-hmm. because they feel that that's really not real. Mm -hmm. So then we ask them the question. You don't want to say positive things to yourself, but you say negative things to yourself. Mm -hmm. You tell yourself all the reasons why you cannot do something. You tell yourself all the reasons someone will not answer your call or someone doesn't want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So we're very good at negative self-talk. We're very bad at positive (laughs) self-talk, at uplifting, you know, Mm ourselves. So...
1: As a man thinketh, right? Absolutely. So we see in the Word Absolutely. says, think on those things that are lovely and positive, you know, the good things mm-hmm. of life that are beautiful, like mm-hmm. how to think about those things. So, yeah.
3: When I was thinking about strategies to overcome uh, procrastination, first, it came to mind that to develop a closer relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and to understand that we are never alone, that God will provide whatever is needed. Mm-hmm. The second one was to actually give myself permission not to be perfect. Mm -hmm. If I fail, I fail. What did I learn from it? Mm -hmm. And that will remove that fear of not having the knowledge or the ability to do something, right? Mm -hmm. And then look at that thing, whatever that thing is, and how do I break that down in smaller chunks, smaller tasks, so that I can actually handle them. Mm
1: -hmm. That's important. I was talking to someone the other day who's had a business plan that they've wanted to start for a couple, at least a year, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little more, and they felt like I was has been telling him to do it, but they said that perfection, mm-hmm. feeling like they want it, you know, they don't want to start it and it not be right, and that, because I was asking, so what's kept you from doing it? And that's exactly what he said. He mm-hmm. said the this kind of desire for perfection, mm-hmm. um, and so, what do you tell yourself in that moment? It's like, okay, I desire perfection. What do you What do you say to yourself? Like, what's something that someone could say to themselves in that moment um, to overcome that desire for perfection?
3: Well, one of my mentors told me that done beats perfect any day.
1: <laughs> right. That's yeah. good. Do That's it good
3: one. And he says, do it now and do it better later. Mm-hmm. So, done beats perfect. Any day, Yeah. and then do it now, and do it better mm-hmm. later.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because who are we depending start. upon for perfect? The only one perfect is God. Is
3: Jesus? That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> so, just,
1: so you know,
3: we just have to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And what I found is if we start, we actually know more than we think we did.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking a couple of strategies I've used. One is is to not allow my feelings about a situation to overcome what it is I know I need to do. And um, so kind of just do it anyway. Do you feel like it? No, but that shouldn't be the governing decision on whether or not you do it because a lot of times you don't feel like it. And I was thinking about this one example. I was at, um, we had just lost, it was not long after we just lost my nephew and I was actually carrying a group of kind of older people in our family I hate to say this, but it was to the casino. They love the casino. <laughs> so, so forgive them, Lord. But anyway, they, I was the driver. They made me go. and uh, But I had all this work I needed to do, and I actually hate the casino. So they, I told them, I gave them their time limit. I was like, okay, two hours, we're leaving or whatever. And I went to the restaurant. It was just sitting there with nothing to do. And I remember calling Kel my husband, and I was like, oh, my God. I had brought my computer because I was planning to do all this work. And um, I called him. I was like, I just don't feel like it. I was like, I I'm still kind of sad, I just don't feel like doing this work, I I just don't feel like it. And he was like, you think you're going to feel like it tomorrow? And I was like, well, no, probably (laughs) Probably not. And he was like, just do it anyway. That's basically what he said. I was like, well, I mean, I I don't want to. He was like, it doesn't matter, do it anyway. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. And so I got two hours of work done while I was sitting there. I was able to go home, to your point, Karen, around Mm -hmm. feeling Accomplished, not feeling guilty, not feeling stressed about the work I had to do because I'd actually gotten it done. And so that taught me a really important lesson because I really did not want... That was one day I didn't... I usually love my work. I did not want to do that. And it was just like, you can do it anyway. I mean, I think a lot of times you feel like you can't. Mm-hmm. But in honesty, you can. I mean, you cannot feel like something and still do it and still do it well if God's called you to do it. Um, and so there's this... I've just decided that you can't allow your feelings to govern your decisions on things because the enemy will use your feelings so yeah. that you never get done the things that God has called you to do and you're never going to progress in the things he's called you to progress in. So one of my big ones has been just, yeah, I'll say, no, you don't feel like it, but do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can overcome your feelings. Um, and usually once you do it, you feel better anyway. Yeah. So that's been one of mine. Um And then another one I wrote down is stop majoring in the minors. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. sometimes we procrastinate on the things that are actually the most important and we do the things that are actually the least important. You know, so we spend our time doing things. We prioritize things that actually aren't as important as the things that really God would have us to focus on. And, you know, another scripture to think about. I was looking in Luke. And actually in Luke chapter 12, it talks a lot about being ready. Uh, being ready, alert. Being ready for Christ's return. And just ready to do the things that God has called us to do. And 12, um, chapter 12, verse 54 through 56, Jesus is speaking. And he says, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think one of the things he's saying is we focus so much on the physical and the things, worries of this life, that we're not focused on the spirit. Like, we're not focused on what is it God would tell us to do. Mm-hmm. And I heard this pastor saying, you know, what's your most important thing for you to do today? And, you know, put that in your mind. Or what's the most important thing for you to do this week? Mm -hmm. And then to ask yourself, is your most important thing, is that what God would say is the most important thing for you to do? Or would he say, no, my most important thing for you to do is to spend time with me. Or my most important thing for you to do is to call that person I've been asking you to call. Or to spend time with that person I've been asking you to spend time with. We get our priorities sometimes out of alignment with God's priorities. And so one reason we're not doing things is we've prioritized the wrong things. Right. We're spending time mm-hmm. reading books and video games watching and watching TV. sports yeah. and watching TV and yeah. catching up on all my series, which I mean I have some too that I watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I spend twenty four hours a day in the Word, but you know, it we do have to make sure that we have our set of priorities in alignment with what it is God would have us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even some things can feel good, like reading. I like to read a lot, and some of it's nonfiction and self-help. Some of it's just fiction. Mm-hmm. And not that that's a bad thing. It's not bad that's to read. Lot. But if you're reading so much that you aren't able to do what God's called you to do, mm-hmm. it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad, it's a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, and
2: along those um, lines, Arlene, you know, there's a scripture, Ephesians five sixteen seventeen 17, that basically says... Look, therefore, carefully how ye walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically telling us that God is very concerned about how we're spending our time. Yeah. And whether we're spending our time, you know, focusing on things that are of him.
1: Right. That he would care about. That he would care about. How we're using our
2: time here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so...
1: We're almost out of time. I can't believe we're almost out of time, but (laughs) we actually are. So before we end, we want to do a couple things. And one of the things is we we ask each other, um, what would be our challenge for the next couple weeks or so? What is it that we would do to try to overcome procrastination in our own lives? And then hopefully you all can hear some of those and think about what examples you might take from that as well. You know, really trying to understand what is God saying to me around Am I procrastinating? If so, in what areas? And what's the reason? To Karen's point, what's the root cause? And what would he have me to do about it? So what would be your challenge to yourself and to all of us in the next couple of weeks around what you would do to just make sure you continue or overcome procrastination as it might pops up, as it pops up?
3: Well, I think for me, one is to listen more intently to God, to understand what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I think, I would need to and I would encourage everyone to identify an accountability partner. Somebody that you would call maybe once a day, maybe spend 15 minutes, no more, on the phone with them and just kind of go over your top priorities for that day. That one thing or that two or three or whatever your five priorities are for the day. Mm -hmm. You know, Because there's this book called The One Thing and what it talks about is what is that one thing that by doing that, Everything else is easier or unimportant. Mm. What is that one thing that God has called me to do, or that one thing that I need to do today, mm-hmm. today, to move my life forward, to move my relationship with God forward, to move my family forward, my workplace? What is that one thing? Mm-hmm. And share that with an accountability partner.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accountability partners can be so helpful. I've used them at sometimes, but not on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That's something interesting to consider because I'm, I'm sure the level of accountability that drives is significantly higher than, you know, someone you check in with once a month or something. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: It does drive accountability very, very high because that's something that we do when we do script and role-playing and we have accountability partners and we do that in the mornings. Mm. And if that partner's not there... There is a consequence
1: for that. <laughs> right. I love that. I, I love that. consequences. <laughs> okay, so. um, Karen, what's your what were? Well, for me,
2: I'm a visual person, and I'm a I like to categorize things. So when I look at just my overall main priorities, um, you know, I actually at work I have an acronym on my board that says Joy, which stands for Jesus, others, yourself. Um, wow. So, and I like to see it visually. So, I carry a planner around, you know, because I've got church, I've got work, I've got home, I've got myself, and I like to map out what does my whole next month looks like, mm-hmm. so that I can make sure that I'm balancing all of my priorities appropriately, um, and that I'm giving the right time to those different things. You
1: all should see and her so. planner. It's highlighted. <laughs> I see a heart on one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to tell so your business. I know you all already in my book. <laughs> But it looks very well organized.
2: But so. I have to do that visually to make sure that I'm giving time appropriately to the right priorities mm-hmm. um, and, and having Amen. that balance as well because I think for me personally, when I don't feel like I've got balance between what I'm giving to God, mm-hmm. you know, definitely first as priority, but then also to my family and spending time with them um, and then myself mm-hmm. and, you know, honestly, and I even tell this to the, po- the folks at work work is at the bottom of that list. Although there are others, you know, that in that list of things, I've got to take care of myself in order to take care of others as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but um, yeah, that's what I do. I I plan it out and I have to map it out and, and look at the month. And as you mentioned earlier, Charles breaking those big things down into chunks. So once I look at the month, I look at the week. And then I look at the day, and then look at how I need to prioritize that day, and make sure I can check things off the list. Mm-hmm. And I have to write it down because, to me, writing it down makes me feel more accountable. If right. I keep it in my head, I'm going to mentally start to, you know, rearrange mm-hmm. things yeah. in terms of priority. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's
1: right. And that there's a lot of research on the importance of writing things down, and it's in the Bible too, right? He talks about God tells us to write to write, write it, it down, down. Make and it plain. Uh, make it plain. And so there's a there's a lot of research on the just the effectiveness of writing it down. and um, I mean, I think my one thing over the next couple of weeks would be I, I do something similar. I have a planner, um, and every day, I won't say it's every day, but almost every day, I try to write down what, are, what is the most important thing for today. Like, what are those one, two, three things? Because I had read a study not long ago, and I think was, I have seen it true in my own life that If you just spend 10 minutes a day planning the rest Mm -hmm. of your day, your productivity for the rest of the day is so much higher. You're so much more likely to get done those things that are at the very top of the list as opposed to getting done those things that are at the bottom of the list that, yeah, you got it done, but productivity is only when you get the most important things done. It's not just getting stuff done. It's like getting the most important things done. So I do that, but what I want to start doing is Asking the question at the beginning, like, what what would God say is most important on my list today? Mm-hmm. What what would he say? And sometimes I think that may be spending more time with him. Um, sometimes he will give me a person to reach out to that I haven't thought about in a while. I'll just send him a text message or, you know, but just being a little bit more diligent on asking him, okay, what's your priority for my day? Not letting the priorities be driven so much by my calendar or what's top of mind for me, but just actually asking him every day, okay, what's at the top of your list? And then putting that at the top of my right. list. Like, right. You know, putting it at the top of my list. So, okay, so we are so out of time. <laughs> we're <laughs> Way out of time. But we never want to close any show. Um, and we were talking about, Charles mentioned it at the beginning, around one of the things we can procrastinate on is our salvation. And that is... The most important thing any of us can do on any day at any moment is to make sure that we're in the family of God and we've given our life to Christ. So I know, Charles, you mentioned the song earlier yeah. that was so relevant to that.
2: And, and can I mention a couple of scriptures real yeah. quick before um, you go into that? Again, Proverbs 27.1 basically stresses, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring, mm-hmm. um, which ties directly into that. Um you know, and but I'll I'll hand it over to you because I did have another scripture, but it's just slipped my mind right now. So, but I'll hand it over to you on that note.
3: Yeah, the the, the wine and song and tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow it very well might be too late. So what we want to do is, if you have not accepted the free gift of Jesus Christ as your Savior, we beg you to do it today. He stands at the door and he's knocking at your heart. He's waiting for you to answer. And if you're feeling uneasy right now, that Christ is encouraging you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to accept Christ today, we ask that you will do this for us. Just repeat after us. God, I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my heart that you have raised Christ from the dead. And I thank you for loving me and saving me. I acknowledge you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Amen. And if you will just say that simple prayer, then you have invited Jesus Christ into your heart. He is there with you. You are now saved. And we welcome you to the body of Christ.
1: Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, and we pray that you have... um, And if you have, we want to know. So reach out to us on our website, Iamakingdomleader.com. We want to hear from you. Um, We love you all. We appreciate you joining. And we just speak blessings, peace, um, and a spirit of diligence over you and all of us. Um, Until we speak again, thank you guys so much for joining. And we will talk to you next time. Be blessed.
3: Be blessed. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining Kingdom Leadership, and we pray you were blessed by today's discussion. You can find us next week at the same place, same time. You may also visit us online to access past episodes and submit questions for future shows by visiting Iamakingdomleader.com. God is calling us to lead in a way that gives him glory, attracts others, and advances his kingdom. God bless you.